Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I just got back from Gen Con in Indianapolis, which I've been going to for years. It's a gaming convention, all sorts of, you know, tabletop role-playing games, video games, um, celebrities from film and whatever. And it's a blast. And it's, you know, nerds are my tribe. And I and I really do love it there. So I don't have my uh, traditional new audio this week. And instead, I am, de- de- yeah, I am digging deep into our back catalog to a story that I did. I actually did it five years ago in the audio. first. It was one of the first audios played on here. And it is about um, feminization at a comic book anime video game type convention it's a fun story and it's a story that had a really great narrator and as a result i'm, I'm very proud of it and i don't think a lot of people have heard it um i think it sold about 150 copies on audible and uh audible's a little bit weird i'm going to tell you how you can get some of my rarer audios they're not on clips for sale they're not um on night flirt they're nowhere else but audible Um, And how you can do it cheap when we come back. But in the meantime, I think you'll enjoy this. Um, Just to set it up, there's, you know, five years ago, I felt there was a lot of gatekeeping in in nerd culture. And a lot of it was very misogynistic. Uh, A girl couldn't know anything about any of this stuff. And, you know, they would give women a hard, hard time. And uh, in this case, we have a podcaster and a blogger who have been uh, really outspoken in, in their uh, dislike uh, for women and their hobbies. And as a result, uh, a group of women um, at one of these conventions have had enough. And um, as a result, um, they decide to take matters into their own hands. And in this case, they have captured, using the greatest of nerd techniques, um, these two... And they are now blackmailing them to go through um, a con. Um, well, you'll hear for yourself. But I think it's, it's a pretty good story. So without further ado, here is a clip from the complete convention feminization by myself, as read by Murami Hung. Koss couldn't see where he was going, but he could feel the chair being wheeled across the carpet and then rolling onto tile. He hated being at the mercy of women who were so clearly his inferiors in his mind. Lucy unceremoniously removed his pantyhose blindfold, and light began to flood back into his eyes. He couldn't use his bound hands to shield them, and instead squinted, trying to gain his bearings. "'Did you miss us?' taunted Lucy. His only reply was muffled by the gag. To make a long story short, Peter, we have a lot of incriminating pictures of you, and can take many worse ones. They would be posted on your blog. I can pretty much guarantee that you would be the laughingstock of the entire convention, and that you would never want to show your face at a comic shop, science fiction movie, or, well, pretty much anywhere. Please not if you understand this, said Melody. Reluctant but resigned, Koss nodded. Good, said Melody. You are going to be humiliated for the next four days. However, you get to choose if this is public humiliation or private humiliation. Lucy is going to take your gag out now, and you are going to tell us which one you want. Private is probably going to be a lot better for you, but public will be much more fun for us. As soon as the gag was removed, Peter began to beg, 
Look, please, don't do this. I can pay you. I'm really not a bad- A sharp slap from Lucy shut him up. She asked you public or private. Private. I definitely want it private. He pleaded, tears welling in his eyes. Great, cheered Melody. Private it is. I'll go get the wax. Wax? Don't worry about it, Koss. We're just going to groom you a bit, starting with that beard. Definitely not the look you're going for, smirked Lucy. In the other room, Darkseid found himself being wheeled towards the bathroom, though there was no way to get the big luggage cart inside. He felt so helpless when strapped as he was to the cart. As Catherine went to work, cutting off his clothing, Angela pulled off his blindfold. Again, he found himself face to face with his biggest nightmare. For years, he had claimed that women warriors and superheroes were silly ideas because women lacked the physical size and strength that men did. But he had no doubt, if she wanted to, this admittedly beautiful girl could seriously hurt him. Through his gag, he groaned, but otherwise brooked no resistance as his body hair was waxed away. Strapped as he was, the two women had perfect access to his entire body. At this point, he had no idea who the other man was, imprisoned by these she-devils, but he could hear the sounds of a man yelping in pain in the other room. Lucy was very skilled with makeup, and once the beard was painfully removed by the hot wax, she had a very pleasant blank canvas to work with. Koss must have grown the beard to cover up his delicate features, she thought. His beard area was still red from the irritation of the waxing, but by the time she was done braiding his hair, she figured it would be close to normal. Koss had not really maintained his hair, so a shampoo and conditioning was definitely needed before she went hunting for split ends. Despite losing his trademark beard, Koss had it pretty good. After the girls finished removing Darkseid's body hair, they grabbed a razor and shaving cream and shaved him completely bald. He felt powerless as his hair was removed from his head. Aw, relax, soothed Catherine as she took out his gag. You are going to look great when we're done with you. The wigs will just work better without all of that hair. Sure enough, he would be wearing a snow-white wig today as Princess Mukura from the Planetary Academy cartoon. In order to make him look like a Japanese cartoon character, Catherine was going to need to really make his eyes pop. His costume was a cross between Lolita and Trashy Schoolgirl, with a white blouse and tie over a very short plaid skirt, fishnet stockings, and red high-heeled boots that came up to her knees. This is illegal, you know, warned Darkseid. It is, agreed Angela. However, I'm not telling anybody what happened. Do you want to tell people about this? No, I guess not, replied Darkseid as the gravity of the situation began. Good, beamed Catherine. Let's get you ready, princess. We're going to have to untie you in order to get your costume on, explained Catherine. You can fight us, but that would probably get Angela very mad. Do you want to see what that looks like? No. He shook his head. Great, I'm sure you'll look fabulous when I'm done. Angela busied herself giving him fake nails, which she then painted bright red. This not only made his hands look sexy, but hid his horrible nail-biting habit. As soon as she saw Koss naked, Lucy began to have ideas for costuming. He wasn't nearly as fat as she had thought seeing him in his loose-fitting clothing. He definitely had a belly, but that could be concealed. He was on the larger side for a woman, but a lot of the women at the convention were. She decided the perfect look for him would be to use the Red Sparrow costume that was graciously donated by a cosplay friend. Superheroines were fun to cosplay, and not a bad choice for a bigger girl. 
Red Sparrow wore a tight red corset that forced Casa's belly fat up and gave him the appearance of actually having cleavage. She wore small red fingerless gloves and matching bright red nail polish. She had a red leather motorcycle jacket, red short shorts, red fishnets, and boots with a ridiculously narrow five-inch heel. That impractical fashion sparked controversy among female comic fans. After all, she was supposed to be a world-class martial artist, and those shoes would make everything she did exponentially tougher. Lucy smiled to herself at the thought of this clumsy guy trying to look graceful on his heels. The costume's red domino mask would only provide the most limited of anonymity. As Angela zipped up his skirt and attached a wide belt encircling his waist, Darkseid couldn't believe how girly his costume was. Even he had to admit that his smooth legs looked sexy in the skirt. He felt vulnerable and exposed as he sat on the couch with Angela beside him and waited for the other team to be done with Koss. It wasn't long before he stumbled into the other room, nearly falling face first as he tried to balance himself on the precarious heels. The boots actually fit him perfectly, but that didn't make them any easier to walk in. Koss was no great beauty and nowhere near Darkseid in the looks category, but he did have that faux cleavage caused by the corset, and he did have great legs that were accentuated by the heels. Wow, well someone sure cleans up nice, laughed Lucy. Considering what you had to work with, that's a very impressive job yourself, said Catherine. Who knew that there was a beauty under that beastly beard? Why don't you two introduce yourselves to each other, suggested Lucy. I'm Koss. I do a blog about comics and gaming. I love your blog, Koss. I'm Darkside the Podcaster, said the skinny little Japanese girl with a quiver in her voice. I'm a big fan, said Koss meekly. Oh, isn't that sweet? Our sissies like each other, teased Angela. Hold hands, sissies, ordered Lucy. The two cross-dressed men stared nervously at each other. Are you deaf? She told you to hold hands. Now do it commanded Catherine. They obeyed. We should make them kiss, suggested Angela. I don't want them messing up their makeup yet, but soon, promised Lucy. Both boys turned a ghostly pallor at the prospect. It will take me about five minutes to set up. Why don't you give them their scripts, suggested Melody from the doorway to the other room. Good idea. Catherine went over to the desk and retrieved two printouts. She handed them to the two nervous sissies. These are your scripts. You have a few minutes to learn them. They don't have to be word for word. Feel free to make it sound more like something you'd say. However, we will be filming until you get all the points we want you to make. I can't say this stuff, complained Darkseid. Yeah, it makes us sound like total bitches, whined Koss. You are total bitches, snapped Angela. Now learn your lines. Let's give them an incentive. The first sissy to learn her lines gets three points suggested Catherine. We'll explain points to you later, but they're the key to not being exposed. Exposed? asked a suddenly very attentive Koss. That's right, we're not just doing this for our own fun, said Angela. You can't do this, demanded Darkseid. Watch us, smirked Lucy with a stare that was at once playful and menacing. Now bitches, get reading because we expect good performances and you don't want to start out behind. With trembling hands, the two feminized males worked feverishly to learn their lines. There would be no coming back from this. If these crazy girls got them recorded saying this stuff, they could never show themselves in public again. I'm ready, called Melody. So ladies, who's going to be first? asked Catherine. 
I think I'm ready, stammered Darkseid. I like a sissy with confidence, said Angela. Let's give him a point for taking the initiative. Good idea, agreed Lucy. She reached down to give him a hand up and smirked. Let's go make you a star. Melody took possession of Darkseid and guided him over to the bed in the other room. She decided to pose him in the most seductive way she could, laying on his stomach with his legs bent at the knees sticking up behind him. She rested his chin on his hands, almost like a high school yearbook pose. Hmm, we need to touch up your lipstick, she said, retrieving the pink bubblegum lipstick from the other room. She applied a healthy coating to his lips and had him lick his lips to give them the wet look. It's showtime. Darkseid's mouth suddenly felt dry and his voice cracked as he began. You probably know me as Darkseid, but I prefer the name Kayla. I do a podcast about gaming and comics, but what I really love is feeling feminine. If I could, I'd love to do a podcast just about shoes or maybe the cute actors that I like. I've said some horrible things about women on my podcast, but that's just because I really want to be one. That's good, said Melody. But you need to be more seductive and sultry. Try and giggle when you mention cute actors like you're ashamed to admit it. And also, I think if you spoke breathier, it would help. Darkseid looked up at her and glared. Isn't this humiliating enough? Hey, if you don't want to win, we can just use this. It'll work for me, but if you don't put any effort in, I can pretty much guarantee it'll be blasting on your podcast channel 24-7. And you don't even have the password to stop it. After another four tries, Melody was convinced that he was now as preciously sissy in his reading as he could be. She had him stand up and model his outfit, posing in the most feminine ways that she could think of. She'd use this for B-roll when she edited the video later. She sent for Koss. Stumbling into the room, Melody had to help him get his balance and lead him to the bed and had him lounge on one side in a classic cheesecake pose. I'm really nervous, confessed Koss. You'll be fine assured Melody. You really need to do a good job, though, or you're going to wind up very embarrassed, I'm afraid. I know, Cost admitted, but I freeze up like this. I'm better writing, you know? I get what you're saying. I think I'm the same way. I'll tell you what. After you're done, I'll show you how to handle those shoes. I had a job when I was in college that I had to wear heels for every day. I can walk very gracefully in them, and I can show you how to do the same thing. That'd be a big help. Okay, no reason to procrastinate. You have some lines to give. Have fun with it. I'm giving you blackmail to ruin me. How can I have fun with it? Koss whined. I can ruin you already. Don't think about that. Just be an actor doing a part. Grunting with self-loathing and humiliation, he gulped and launched into the script. Hi, my name is Koss, but you can call me Amber. I love my girly name almost as much as I love my girly time. This costume is the real me. I like to think of myself as a superheroine, but I also just like wearing sexy clothes. I sometimes call girls sluts, but that's because I'm a jealous slut myself. I crave hard cock, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Melody tapped her chin thoughtfully. That's not bad, but you forgot to say you have a blog. Also, why not bring your hand up to your mouth and stick your cheek out with your tongue like you're giving a blowjob when you talk about craving hard cock? It took Koss one more time to have things completed to Melody's satisfaction. She kept her word and gave him a quick five-minute tutorial on high heels so that he could at least walk to the next room without twisting his ankle. 
The guys were mortified as the women watched their performances on the hotel television. They cringed in their seats because Angela had made Darkseid sit on Koss's lap as her captors laughed, pointed, and taunted the feminized fans about their videos. After a brief deliberation, Catherine stood up and addressed the boys. You both did excellent in your videos and you are to be commended. Of course, that means we also have enough to really make your life a living hell. I guess that's kind of a double-edged sword. Kayla got the bonus points for going first and we decided Amber gave the best read. That means the score is now 5-3 to three in favor of Amber. What points? asked Kayla. Well, remember you said that consluts play their own game at conventions? What are you two now other than consluts? We decided to create a game based on Amber's blog posting. The winner survives and the loser is exposed for the closet cocksucking sissy he is. You can't be serious! We won't do it! roared Kayla. You don't believe that any more than we do, said Lucy, laughing right in his face. What do we have to do? asked Amber. Well, you're the one who made the blog post. Remember you said Congirls slut themselves up for cosplay? Well, I imagine your costumes would qualify, taunted Catherine. Amber looked down at his red fishnet-covered legs in shame. Your coaches will help you get ready for the next two hours. After that, you'll go down to the exhibit hall and get as many fans to snap pictures of you as you can. The winner will be the one with the most pictures, and she will get ten points. What about my podcast? asked Kayla. Do you really want to do it looking like that? sniggered Melody. I know you post a video every day. This may get you your most hits yet, joked Angela. With only two hours to prepare their sissies for the exhibit hall, the four young women knew that they had to work quickly. Lucy knew from her own cosplay experience that this would require a very special set of skills. The sissies wouldn't need to pass for very long or have any complex conversations. She needed to get Kayla flirtatious enough to attract attention, teach him a few sexy and feminine poses, and then work with him on how to quickly break off contact with his public. As important as attracting attention would be for Amber in his Red Sparrow costume, Melody was working on exactly the opposite problem. The way he walked in those ridiculous stiletto-heeled boots would get him all the wrong kind of attention, and possibly a twisted ankle if he walked into the crowded exhibit hall in that same clumsy manner. I really am trying, complained Amber defensively. These things are ridiculous. She's supposed to be a trained martial artist, too, agreed Lucy. Have you seen some of the flying kicks and acrobatic moves that they have her do in the comic wearing those same boots? You'd break your neck. Forget kicks. I just like to get him to the point of not falling over when he walks, said Melody. He'll get it, but we need to teach him how to flirt and how to pose too, you know, reminded Lucy. Is this really all necessary? he questioned. That depends, replied Lucy. On what? he asked. How do you feel about people asking who is that guy dressed up like Red Sparrow? Then, of course, when they see the pictures all over your blog, that'll be fun, replied Lucy. Angela and Catherine will probably insist on tying you up dressed like that, or worse, in a very public place for people to see you, like right outside the doors of a big panel on the comics industry about to get let out, added Melody. Fine, you've made your point. I'll do my best. 
That's your choice, you sexy crime fighter, you, teased Lucy. Darkseid, now Kayla, stared across the room at his competition, mocking, He can't even walk in those shoes. This should be easy. You think? asked Catherine. Yeah, he's too big for this, too, he added. I'm taller than he is, said Angela. He's also thick, replied Kayla. Oh, he doesn't have your figure, teased Catherine. That's what you mean. Well, he doesn't. Be proud of your assets, joked Angela. He's got something else you don't have, said Catherine. He doesn't have much of a personality, but people don't instantly hate him at first sight like they do with you. People don't hate me, corrected Kayla. Yeah, pretty much. He's a misogynist who needs to learn that women aren't his inferiors. You're an asshole who needs to learn that all people aren't your inferiors, added Angela. Oh, he will, agreed Catherine. But now it's posing practice time. The walk down to the exhibit hall was eventful. Even though Catherine and Angela had been sure to remind Kayla just how much they had on him before they began walking down to the exhibit hall, the trip was punctuated by Angela having to grab him on two different occasions before he did something stupid like making a break for it. The second time, Angela had only been able to catch up to him because of the heels he was wearing. He was much more graceful than Kayla, but in heels he still couldn't outrun an athletic girl like Angela who was wearing gym shoes. She quickly grabbed him in a full Nelson. Kayla tried to break free, but he was useless. Still, the only thing that stopped his struggle was looking in Catherine's eyes. He could see that she had no intention of just giving up and letting him go unscathed. If he didn't win this stupid contest, she would ruin him. He took a deep breath and agreed to cooperate. All right, ladies, announced Lucy, who was dressed as a certain sword-wielding bride from a couple of very successful Hollywood action movies. We're going to keep our distance and watch you strut your stuff. We'll keep track of how many pictures you're posing for. You just have to pose for them and charm these nerds. Please don't make us do this, pleaded Amber. It's no use, man. They're heartless bitches. Let's just get this over with, replied Kayla. He was clearly disgusted, but immediately switched to full Princess Mercura mode. He set his eyes on a group of five guys who were snapping pictures of a woman dressed up as a sexy vampire from some television show he never watched. Hey, it's Princess Mercura! called out one of the guys in the group. Nice costume, said his taller friend. Thanks, boys. Would you like a picture? asked Kayla. His voice wasn't exactly a dead giveaway, but it didn't really match his face. Catherine thought she saw a confused look on one of the guys, but soon Mercura was posing and four of the five boys had taken a picture. God, he's a friggin' natural at this, admired Angela. He was soon off like a bullet heading for the next group of convention-goers with cameras, leaving Angela and Catherine to sprint after him. Well, it looks like you have your work cut out for you, said Melody. I'm not outgoing like that, even when I'm dressed in my own clothes. I never have been, moped Amber. This is going to be really tough for you if you don't learn how to be aggressive like the competition, sighed Melody. It's all about costuming, said Lucy, thinking aloud to nobody in particular. Turning to Amber, she continued, It's like your long hair and beard. 
You shaved the beard off. Besides, I'm just lazy. It wasn't a statement. No, it was armor, corrected Lucy. Armor? asked Melody. Yeah, I think our friend Amber here just wore his hair that way to keep people from getting too close to him. It was the armor he could hide behind. That way, he could be the arrogant prick we came to despise online, because again, he was protected by distance. Maybe there's something to that, agreed Amber. Of course there is. I've done some adult film work. It's nothing I'm ashamed of, but bearing all on camera isn't easy. I have to lose myself into my character so I don't get all self-conscious. That's what you need to do. Remember, you're not the one going out there. It's the Red Sparrow. Get into the character and this will be a lot easier, suggested Lucy. Melody gave Amber a reassuring pat on the back before pushing him gently forward. As luck would have it, a man and woman who were obviously together made a beeline for him. Hey, do you mind posing for a picture with me? Asked the guy. You'll have to excuse us, apologized the woman. He sees a cute girl in a sexy costume and his eyes get all big. Would you mind, though? It's not about what I want. It's about what this city needs, and this city needs somebody to watch over it. I'll chase away the boogeyman. I'll be vigilant so the city can sleep, but I don't expect gratitude. I'll be the dirty little secret that people only mention in hushed voices. I can handle that said Amber with his hands on his hips in a husky feminine voice the girls had never heard come out of him before. Oh my god, that's from the video game, Bethany! exclaimed the guy to the woman, taking out a camera. That was amazing! They posed like Red Sparrow was beating up the guy for stealing the woman's purse. It was total cheese, but in the end the couple was thrilled with the picture. The woman showed Amber her phone. You know, he just might do it, said Lucy. Only problem is, Kayla got four pictures in the time it took him to get one, and it's up to eight or nine now. There seemed to be a definite difference in the people who wanted pictures with them. Amber had the better costume, and his play-acting always entertained the fans who approached. But those who just wanted to get a picture of a hot girl in a sexy little outfit would immediately find Kayla. The poses were different, too, with Amber trying to look like a powerful martial artist and superheroine, while Angela and Catherine couldn't help but giggle at the classic cheesecake photos that Kayla posed for. That was Marami Hung reading the complete um, convention feminization. One of the things I love about her is she does such an amazing job with multiple characters. You can have five women having a conversation among themselves, and she can give all five of them personalities just with her voice, and I love that. So I want to talk real quickly about how you can help me and maybe help yourself at the same time. So take this audio. Uh, the full thing is an hour and 27 minutes long. And if it was on Clips for Sale, it would be two audios and a total of about $30. On Amazon, it's six ninety nine. There's no markup for erotica like there is in other places. So, for that reason, it's cheap. My cut is less than a dollar of that. Um, however, one way I can really be helped, if you're enjoying this podcast and want to help us out, is if you follow the link that I include and use that link to sign up for an Audible account. If you... Sign up and you stay out, stay with it for three months. 
you'll get six free audios, which you can use on my audios if you want, or you can use on other people's, but you need to get the first one from my link. If you get that first one and you stay for three months and the first month is free, so you're only paying about 30 bucks total, then I get $50. And I would love to get $50. The bounty program is really the only way to make much money on Audible, and um, it's kind of complicated. So follow the link and, and sign up, and uh, you can get a lot of audio for free including mine. Well, it's not really free. You're paying for the monthly fee after all, but, um, it would help me out. And if you are enjoying these audios, audible is really the only way you can get eight of them. One of them is really long and it's a great one to use a free, uh, free clip on. That's, uh, the boys of alpha theta new. That's like a seven part book. And it's like a, even on Amazon, it's like a $20, book, a $20 audio thing. So anyway, I don't want to bore you too much with business, but it's a big help for me, and I can really use the help right now after going on a vacation for the first time in three years. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, I will be back next week. I hope you will be too. Have a great week.